a lot of us are out of practice when it comes to social graces. Mm -hmm. And even yeah. when we were in practice, there's still a lot of jackasses <laughs> out there. One of the things that my wife and I have done, we take our walks through nature, yeah. we go on hiking trails. What I try to do, not only to protect myself, but to protect others, and it's an abundance of caution. Mm -hmm. When I see somebody else approaching, I take my mask out of my pocket and I put it on. Yeah. And as I was passing somebody and I did this, a guy decided, let me insult this person right. for having done so. Oh, you're outside. What are you doing that for? Well, what if is it any of your GD business, mm -hmm. first and foremost? And secondly, how is it harming you other than you just being a miserable prick? Long story short, I strangled that guy with my face mask. And boy, <laughs> did it feel good. Back at it again for episode 43, Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. I, a longtime patient, Courtney Kelly, a mental health therapist. And this is proving to be somewhat of a challenging time. We keep mm. seeing this article pop up more and more as people feel as if they are kind of rounding the bend here on the pandemic, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, a lot of people getting the vaccinations. There's going to be a return to quote unquote normalcy, mm -hmm. which you would think a lot of people would be very excited about and chomping at the bit to get at it. However, we talk about patterns all of the time when it comes to mental health and behavior, mm -hmm. and we have been in one for a very long time. Routines have been redefined, and coming out of those, quote-unquote, while they may not be comfort zones right. because they came during periods under which you were experiencing a lot of duress, mm -hmm. getting back to the way things used to be might not be easy for every single person, and this can go in many different directions and take on many different forms. For somebody like me, I have really thrived not having to socialize as much because I am antisocial. Mm -hmm. I do have social anxiety. And the thought of having to get back out there, I can say that is one pressure that I'm starting to feel a little bit. Just the other day, Courtney and I work in the radio business. And for the longest time, we have made no public appearances, obviously. Mm -hmm. Just got an email that said, hey, maybe in April, we're going to start ramping those things back up. And if yeah. anybody feels uncomfortable with it, let us know. And within Brian 30 seconds. Shot up. <laughs> <laughs> they never received an email reply so quickly. So and it's not just because of my social anxiety. No. It is because I have been very vigilant about not going out, about mm -hmm. staying away from other people. My mom died from this. My dad had it. I've mm -hmm. seen firsthand the havoc that it can wreak. I don't feel comfortable. Even if you're telling me you're going to be outside, we're going to socially distance. You can't prevent other people from coming up in relation to breaking through that barrier. Mm -hmm. I was just saying to you the other day, I had to go to a wake and immediately my anxiety went to what if somebody tries to hug me? And while I want to be there for them in that way, I don't know that it's a good idea. Four people right. hugged me and I'm glad I did, I guess, to a certain degree. But these are the kinds of things yeah. that we're talking about that are in the back of everybody's head. I think it's important just talking about this, just to put it out there, Brian, because I know we're all, quote unquote, supposed to feel like so relieved and so happy that things are going to change and go back to normal. But this can cause a lot of anxiety for people and especially how do we re-enter that space just like you're addressing there. There are so many times now, like when we talked about at the beginning of the pandemic, we talked about having your limits and your boundaries and really expressing that to people. And that's okay that some people are willing to take more risk than others. That's one thing we do definitely have to address right now as we re-enter into society and some of the societal norms that we had before. How does that sit with you now? And really to think about that and that it's okay to feel a 
multitude of feelings around this right now. There's nothing wrong with you if you feel a little anxious about this and that you're getting nervous about some of the changes of getting back to quote unquote normal. There's a lot to navigate here, but I think the most important thing is to have these discussions ongoing. It's not just one conversation, but to open it up to the people that you care about and talk to other people and other supports in your life about this. And even if you don't feel like you're in this place as of yet, let me throw this one out to you. Think about the first time you go back to a concert where Mm -hmm. maybe there are 40,000 people. Are you going to tell me that it's not going to be in the back of your mind? And this Mm -hmm. is something, you can say this about a concert, a sporting event, a movie. You go to these things and these events to get out of your head, to forget about your problems. Now you're going to go out there and don't tell me that you're not going to be thinking about the pandemic Mm -hmm. in the back of your head, which is going to tear you out of some of what you use these events for from a therapeutic perspective. And I know I'm going to be thinking that the Mm -hmm. first concert that I attend, the first sporting event and Mm -hmm. the first movie. And how could I not based on everything that has happened? The one thing that I will tell myself is this is my new normal now. And I know Mm -hmm. eventually if everything dies down, I will get comfortable again. And that's what I try to tell myself. So I don't really start getting anxious and panic and saying, I'm never going to be able to enjoy one of these again. No, Mm -hmm. no, no. Calm down. Don't get too far ahead of yourself. Exactly. But it is something that maybe you want to get ahead of to be able to start working on that now. To realize that that is something on the horizon to start to think about that. So it's interesting because I know you had talked about the fear of the disease, but also the fear of having to socialize more. And people are also talking about, we had FOMO, the fear of missing out. Then it was like, we're not really missing out on anything because we're not doing much of anything. Don't believe the hype. (laughs) People are getting anxious about feeling FOMO again, about, oh my gosh, going through social media and not feeling included in things or feeling left out of certain things. They're getting anxious about the fact that things are going to ramp up and we're going to go back into that. So maybe, like you were saying, there were some positives out of this. We went through just a really, really hard time with lots of things. But for some people, they were able to disengage from certain things and feel a little bit better with their mental health in that way. And so I say, think about the things that you've had to adjust. Maybe working from home really did work out for you and you like that. Maybe it's about trying to talk to your workplace about being flexible, seeing if there's some other options to keep certain things going that did work for you during the pandemic. I know for right now, the emails went out and we've been talking to the super advisors about bringing us back into the mental health clinic, doing a hybrid schedule. So that offers an opportunity to slowly kind of reacclimate to getting back in there, not only for us, but of course for our clients too, because they're going to be very nervous about coming back into a situation where they're in waiting rooms with people and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's important to talk to your boss or talk to the people around you and make a plan for how do you take some of the things that are helpful, that you've learned how to adapt in certain ways moving forward to help the transition make it that much easier. And perhaps an unexpected result to all of this, you speak to going back to the office and in Mm -hmm. reading one of these articles, people kind of re prioritized Mm -hmm. and realized what's important, what's not, what was causing problems for them before and aren't now. And one of the areas that they were discussing was saying, this person worked in advertising. Mm -hmm. I'm now working in my home. I'm not surrounded by people and just getting mired in the competitive nature of things. I'm more focused on the job itself as opposed to keeping an eye on what everybody else is doing. And even from a gossip perspective, which Mm -hmm. in many ways might be interesting and might pass the time, it can also 
also be toxic mm-hmm. if you take yourself out of that office world and start working from home and then are presented with the opportunity to go back and maybe some people are going to force you to go back. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying to yourself, well, I'm not willing to put up with that right. sort of thing anymore and I don't know if everybody else is going to cooperate and these are conversations that are going to have to be had. And it's not going to be easy. I think we're going to have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable for a little while too and knowing that some of these conversations are going to be a little awkward. But it's also, I think, in the bigger picture, remembering what is important to you, what has been working out for you and what adjustments you've made to get through all of this. And then perhaps thinking, maybe not in the immediate, but in the bigger picture, thinking, is there a different job that would be better suited to my values? Are there other areas I'd like to explore? Maybe out of all of this that we've learned from this past year, it can get our perspective a little bigger and also feel like maybe there's some opportunity out there rather than feeling pigeonholed and stuck. Really look at how resilient we've been and give yourself credit on all the ways you've been able to be flexible and have to deal with some of this stuff and change things that you never thought you could change. Like, for example, with my clients, I remember when we first said, okay, we're going to try this out just like everybody else. We thought it was going to go on for a couple of weeks of shutdown and we'd be back to normal. So many of my clients were like, oh my gosh, I can't do telehealth. This is going to be horrible. Oh my gosh, I don't want to do this. And don't you know, though, they got through it to the point where they started to see what some of the advantages were. So remember that from all these hard times, we were able to see that we are resilient, that we are able to be flexible and make changes. Remember those strengths for now when we do have to transition again into something that could be a little bumpy. And whereas you may have some anxiety about the future and everything being turned upside down all over again, Mm -hmm. maybe use this for some encouragement. Perhaps as you were being sent home, you had anxiety about that, all of the uncertainty. How is this going to work out? How am I ever going to manage? Also from this article, it mentioned a guy who said, I'm so glad I ended up at home. At Mm -hmm. first, I was really concerned about it, but what it forced me to do was I wasn't going to the fast food joint near my Mm -hmm. office, and I started eating healthier, and then I started taking walks just to get out of the house, and the next thing I know, I've lost 95 pounds. Had the pandemic never come, Mm -hmm. That positive never would have resulted. So maybe what you do is if you start getting anxious about Mm -hmm. another change, apply that thought process to that. Well, maybe a new benefit, because you have a new perspective on that old world, will result that you can't even predict right now. Right, exactly. And just holding the hope for that, because I think that's what we do. We go into unhealthy thinking habits and we start to catastrophize or we start to paint everything with the same brush and say, wait a minute, I did get some valuable things that I was able to change around before. Let me apply that now and then maybe there's some things open so he can build on that for Mm -hmm. example with the guy that you were saying he can build on that and say okay I'm going to start taking breaks at lunch and taking a walk so I can keep that in there if I have to go back to the office and what some other healthy things he can do maybe he can bring food with him because he broke that habit of going to the fast food places so remembering what you've been through and bring that with you moving forward and for as comfortable as routines and patterns can be it suffocates growth Mm -hmm. and if you just get stuck in that certain rut and keep doing something the same way over and over again, while there can be some comfort to that, you're also not going to change as a person for the negative or the positive. Right. And that's also something to be mindful of moving forward. Well, people come to therapy. We talk about that, that growth. This is what it is. When you grow and you learn new things, it can be uncomfortable and it can be painful. Think about the little kid who's learning how to walk. You're falling, you're falling, you're falling. You don't just say, well, you fell a bunch of times, kid. Walking's not for you. You know, you just say, <laughs> 
No, keep it's going. Not your you're jam. Tra- it's not your jam. Keep crawling. No, we help them and we're trying to say, hey, come on, you can do this and be encouraging. And each time they do that, they learn another way. Ooh, I can try this. I can try that. Before you know it, they're running through your house and doing all sorts of stuff. So think about that in the way of a lot of times we all got stuck probably in ruts and then all of a sudden we're all forced to change our habits. It actually makes your brain have to think in different ways. And that's what leads to more growth. So it's uncomfortable, but you also feel like, oh, I'm making progress and I'm seeing things in new ways. Challenge yourself, scare yourself, and also (laughs) realize this. As everything started to fall apart and you were forced into your home, I bet in that moment you would have said to yourself, I can't imagine any scenario in which I can't wait to get out of here Mm -hmm. and get back to the way things used to be. And what are we seeing? We're seeing the exact opposite, which always tells me that you just never know. And you have to take every moment as it comes Mm -hmm. and not get too caught up in, well, what's going to happen when this finally goes down? Mm -hmm. Or having regrets about the past, which we talk about all of the time. The only thing you can control is the here and now. So maybe the question to ask yourself is, what new thing that I never saw coming Mm -hmm. is going to be coming, which is ultimately going to make me a better person? Right, exactly. The most important thing is having these conversations, giving yourself some time to think. For some people, that could be journaling and reflecting. Just put a pause and let yourself think about all of these different scenarios coming at us and saying, okay, there's some possibilities here. Now, one of the things I want to mention with being more social and getting back out into the scene again, you had touched upon this when you were talking about when we go into any social scene, you start to see some people who are very cautious, some people who are not cautious at all, and then people in the middle who are still trying to navigate things. So really thinking about the fact that you don't have to say yes to everything. You don't have to just jump right in to everything. You can go at your own pace and you can slowly make your comfort zone a little bigger, a little bigger. But that's so important because I think people feel pressure. And I know just like you mentioned, if you go to certain events and you're like, okay, are they going to keep a social distance? Are people just going to get into my personal space? Or do I have to go to everything? Just like work stuff. It's like, no, we have options and that's the healthy way. And hopefully workplace will abide by this, that they will give people options. Those who are comfortable with doing certain things, they can do that, but other people may go into it more slowly. We have to think about this, like we're all trying to heal and we're all trying to get back to some kind of normal, but it's going to be different than what it was before. And then there's this, a lot of us are out of practice when it comes to social graces. Mm -hmm. And even when we were in practice, there's still a lot of jackasses (laughs) out there. And I will give you a prime example of what I'm talking about. One of the things that my wife and I have done, we take our walks through nature, go on hiking trails through the woods just this past Sunday, what I try to do, not only to protect myself, but to protect others, and it's an abundance of caution. Mm -hmm. When I see somebody else approaching, I take my mask out of my pocket, my face mask, and I put it on. And as I was passing somebody and I did this, a guy decided, let me insult this person for having done so. Oh, you're outside. What are you doing that for? Well, what if is it any of your GD business, Mm -hmm. first and foremost? And secondly, how is it harming you other than you just being a miserable prick. And I think that we need to be thoughtful about how maybe other people Mm -hmm. are processing this because we live, I say, in this selfie world where it's all about turning the camera on ourselves. This is, by the way, how the virus spreads. Ah, If I get it, I'm going to be fine. Well, if you get it and pass it on to somebody else, you Mm -hmm. might kill them, but you don't want to even have to deal with that thought. These are the thoughts that you should also be dealing with. This is not something that is all about you getting back out there. It's about all 
of us being in this together, ideally. Right, ideally, is taking that moment, too. When you're self-reflecting, you might also reflect on the fact that other people are having different experiences and they're in a different place, what they're comfortable with. So just like you said, with that, it's like, yeah, that's common courtesy, that you're coming close to someone, so you just want to show them your respect in that way. And it is, it's very invalidating when somebody says something like that. So it is important if we can all, especially because we're all going to be back into the workplace in some kind of semblance and however this goes, we're going to have people with all different perspectives. So let's try to have some of that respect. Long story short, I strangled that guy with my face mask. And boy, did it feel good. <laughs> I was going to say, what did you do, Brian? Oh, Give no, myself think... something else to look forward to on my next hike. Carla, she had to keep you in check, Brian. Bad boy. Don't That's do it. That's why she don't walked around with a rolled up newspaper. <laughs> but this is stuff that can be stressful. I think using humor is good too. I mean, going home inventing a little bit and using some humor to get through some of these aggravating things with all of this transition. But remembering too, and of course, this is why we do the podcast. We talk about the importance of supports and therapy. If you're having a particular hard time with this, therapy can be great to help you with giving yourself that space to figure out what do I need to do? Maybe you're questioning things more than you ever did. Like you were perfectly happy and fine doing what you were doing before. But now because you've gone through this year of the pandemic, maybe you're questioning things. Maybe there's some big decisions you want to make in your life and you want to change some things up, but you need support around that. You can use therapy for that as well. Maybe in the big picture, this was a pause button that needed to be hit for Mm -hmm. a lot of people because we always get so busy and so wrapped up in things that Mm -hmm. ultimately don't matter. I talk about this with my wife, those deathbed moments when you look back and you're never going to say, boy, I wish I had worked harder or put more time in at the office. When you got away from all of that, Mm -hmm. suddenly it did give you a new perspective and it forced you to really prioritize and see what is important and what isn't. Mm So as much as we want to think that the pandemic was nothing but a bad thing, there was some good that came from it. And for as much as you fear what is to come, believe me, there will be plenty of good to come from that. Yeah, of course. And that's the thing. I think we go through hardship. We would never want it to happen. We don't wish that it would have happened. But because it did happen, that's our reality. We have to deal with that. We also have to deal with some of the things that came out of it. And like you said, we can choose to look and say, okay, it's not something I would have ever wanted to deal with. But guess what? There were some things that came out of it that might be helpful for me in living a fuller life going forward and also just clarifying more of what's important to me and what my values are and what I want to do in my life in the future. Here's your other reality. If this podcast wasn't enough to make you feel better, you have a means of contacting a professional, (laughs) my good friend Courtney Kelly. Courtney, how can they do that? You can shoot me an email, wellness at wctk.com. And I also like to always remind people Wellness Wednesday, which actually the previous one, we were talking about some things around this, around the mental health recovery and how this is going to take a while and it's everyone at their own pace. You can check that out, catcountry.com, the Wellness Wednesday page. We have all of the resources up there and we also have previous episodes. We are on social media, one of us reluctantly, (laughs) at Cat Country Mornings in many of the platforms. We have personal pages as well. I am Brian Mulhern. She is Courtney Kelly or Courtney Kelly Bedard. And of course, this podcast you can find on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Libsyn. You can use your smart device. And if you're smart, you're going to tell somebody about this Somebody who needs to hear Mm -hmm. that there shouldn't be stigma associated with depression and you shouldn't be afraid of therapy, Mm -hmm. even in this day and age where you might be a little bit nervous getting back at it. There are things like telehealth, there's the Zoom conferences and everything else, and those will probably Mm -hmm. be in place forever in some form for people who just don't feel like they can handle it. We're hoping, I was talking to my clients about this too, I mean, we are going to be shifting back into the office, but we're hoping that we also can still continue to have some form of telehealth for people who can't get in or if there's any 
any issues going on or whatever. So we're working on that. But yeah, I think just keeping all of your options open as far as community supports, therapy, anything that kind of resonates with you. I wish there were other areas in the medical world where a Zoom could be possible. For instance, I have my 50-year-old doctor's appointment coming up in a couple of weeks. Can we do the prostate over a Zoom? Can we do that colonoscopy on my laptop? No? Is there any way to do that, Doc? I know. You're still trying, Brian. You're still trying. See about that technology. That's all I can do at this point. God help me and God help every orifice on this body. We'll leave you with that. Yes, there you go. You let that roll around until we see you next time on episode 44. In the meantime, thanks for joining us on Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Thank you. I want to talk-